Mark, what does a wife and a condom have in common? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. What does a wife and a condom have in common? If they're not on your dick, you usually find them in your wallet. Oh. <laughs> and Lisa listens to this show as well, you know. She does. And I'll suffer <laughs> for that. But hey. My dick's erect. <laughs> Guess we're ready for the show then. The writing is atrocious. Not a single joke come even close to remotely landing or being funny. I don't know why, but that is extremely interesting to me. <laughs> I'm into that kind of thing. Get to the chopper. Sorry. I feel like we're so spoiled by the internet these days. Thankfully, this does wrap up quite quickly. Step, step back, step, step back. You're going to fuck up in a minute. I'm going to set your place on fire. Let's get higher. How do you know about these people? And what the fuck is this pattern? This effect made me want to die. This couldn't make its mind up on what it wanted to be. Get a little bit of gasoline. I'm gonna make it burn. 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 Hello and welcome to the You Run podcast horror movie review show. Uh, this is run and controlled by you, the listeners. And before I say anything, you all voted for this. So what is about to happen is all on you. And me, Mark, and our guest take absolutely no responsibility whatsoever. Anyway, my name is Scott. My name is Mark. <laughs> Mark and a mouthful of beer. <laughs> Hi, Mark. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are your host each week, taking you through new releases and movies voted by all of you in our Instagram polls on a Monday. Uh, there's several interactive features. You'll work them out as we go through. Um, don't forget you can get your voice heard on the show in several ways you can either send us an audio dm on instagram or record us a tiktok with no music and we can get that on the air as well you can now also send us an email so if you don't want to speak on the air you can send an email to yourunpodcast at gmail.com and mark will read those out on the air he'll also read out any five star reviews we get on apple um, which we're not getting very many at the moment we're getting loads of five star reviews on spotify but not so much on apple But we got a beautiful post this week on Instagram from This Girl Loves Horror. So I saw our logo pop up on another account's post and instantly panicked and went, who the fuck is Mark upset now? (laughs) I don't know whether I automatically get the blame for this. (laughs) Uh, And then I read it and I felt so much better. This is I'm going to read you what what she wrote. So podcasts are very new to me. These guys were my first. Up until this week, my only podcast I've listened to. Uh, I know I'm so behind the times. I love this show. Well, shows. I love their banter and how it feels like you're almost in the room with them, chatting with friends uh, about the thing you love, horror movies. Every episode makes me laugh. I love how they often go off on a tangent and start talking about something else random like cartoons. Being an 80s baby, it's always fun reminiscing. It's really relaxed and you're listening to mates chat. They are fun. They have disagreements. It's clear how passionate they are, not just about horror movie, but also their listeners. I love that us listeners are included in games like three word review, anagram, poll picking the next movies to review. So different and fun. I look forward to listening to both reviews and movie news every time. 
I just started catching up on True Crime Podcast too, which is also fantastic. I'm sure most of you know them, but if you don't, give them a follow, give them a listen. They're awesome. I'm genuinely, that humbled me to my core. Thank you so, so, so much. That's very, very kind. Very very to hear such nice words as well. Very, very nice. I thank you so, so much. That Those kind of things mean so much to me and Mark because we put a lot into this. And when people like it, that makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Especially it's nice to be someone's first as well. You never forget your first. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so what we're saying is we popped this Girl Loves Horrors <laughs> podcast cherry. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this episode isn't getting any better. It's going. This one's a fast downhood slope. Uh, but Mark, you see how well this girl loves horror. Like bigged up an account. See, like yes. how she sold it and how she made it sound so great. Um, can you do that this week with your recommended account? Not a chance. There is no way I'm as professional as that. Okay. Well, could you try? <laughs> I'll give you a half-hearted attempt at something like that. Perfect. Go. Get it. Here we go. Recommended account of the week so this week's recommended account is between mirrors um between mirrors is it's not necessarily a personal account it's more a culmination of reels and photos and videos i'll read their bio which says a reflection in art and culture now it's probably best if i explain to you what kind of reels they sort of showcase do you remember, like, have you seen many of the reels on Instagram where it's like um, sort of deep sea underwater reels, CGI based, obviously, and then you'll get like a kraken or something come and yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get like a diver, and then like a fucking massive shark comes along and eats them. Then a kraken eats the shark, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing, like really creepy, weird underwater yeah. videos and stuff. Like, I think one of the videos actually you sent me not so long ago about a guy in like a bubble ball getting bounced around by a load of sharks and stuff. Do you remember that yeah. one? Yeah, that was that was a clip from Deep Blue Sea, wasn't it? <laughs> it certainly wasn't, no. But um, I came across this account the other night, and I think I lost about three hours of my night just sat scrolling through all their videos. And one of them I sent to Jim at Jim's Retro's Emporium. Um, it was like a dystopian version of the Super Mario Brothers. It was really, really weird. Like if you took The Walking Dead and mashed it up with the Super Mario Brothers. Really, really clever. Fantastic stuff. And I don't think the guy who runs this account actually owns the rights to any of these videos. I think he just sort of sources them like a streaming platform, if you will, and just showcases yeah. them in one location. Um, but you will lose hours of your day on this account. So if you are into doing stuff like that and you like scrolling, this is the best place to do it. And that is between.mirrors. Um, and that is an Instagram account. And as always, if you go and follow them, give them a like. And let them know that you and podcast sent you. Yeah, uh, Mark, you don't need to specify it's an Instagram account now. All the listeners know you don't go elsewhere. That's all right. That's okay. As long <laughs> as I don't have to tell anybody that I'm a dinosaur, what can I say? Me and Mark decided this episode had a really good chance of getting us in trouble or getting us cancelled, um, and we decided not to go down alone. Um, so with that, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show a friend of both me and Mark, avid listener, an incredible movie and TV reviewer. Um, that's recently come to light. Um, Jay of Lumber Jay Reviews, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, I so we had a conversation about this movie when I watched yeah. it. I went, um, I'd love to get your take on this, and that kind of <laughs> went from you going, I'll give it a watch. You watched ten minutes and went, Oh my god! And I was like, yeah. You went, You need a guest, and I went, Oh, that's good. I had you in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. 
it's sort of when I was fancy you were kind of worried about it I was like well you know why don't you have someone generally I generally wasn't you know probing for me to come on there but I was no. like I'm sure you've got like other queer people that you follow and whatever but hey I'm glad to be here yeah, no, literally, as soon as you said uh, you could do with it, you could do with a guest, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just volunteered and you didn't realise. I realize. think we need help on this one. We certainly need the battle. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is your review page. So mm-hmm. I followed your main account and you followed me for a long time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the review account came and your reviews are really good. They're like in-depth, oh, but they're not... They're in-depth, but not in a way as, like, really pretentious. They're in-depth as they give me the information I need about it, and then you tell me whether it's good or not. It's, like, exactly what I want in a review. Yeah. Uh, How did you decide to do that? Is that something you've always wanted to do, or did it just sort of come through being on Instagram? And Well, it's quite interesting, because I actually started, originally I started a horror movie review on Instagram, and I spoke to Elise about it. Like, it's sort of, you know, because I, I followed her. And so I sort of wanted, because I liked, I liked the way that she was doing it. It was kind of short and sweet. Yeah. Kind of got to the point. And so I, I tried the horror route and I kind of got bored of it very quickly with the fact of, I like watching horrors when I fancy watching it. But whereas I was kind of forcing myself to watch two or three horrors a week. Yeah. Just to go. And I was, I was just kind of losing interest. So I came off of it. And then I thought, well, why not just do movies and TV shows, like, overall? Yeah, which, that's one thing that makes you different, because not many mm. people touch TV shows. No, no it's, um, well, this is like, obviously I know that, like, Mark's one of, one of his shows that he likes is Ship's Creek. Yes. It's, like, it's a great story. And for me, I was, like, not a lot of people have actually seen that. And I feel they do need to see it, because, one, it's great, and Catherine O'Hara's brilliant in it my favourite character. But it's also like the in my opinion, the perfect representation of a gay couple. It's literally there's no like homophobic comments in it. There's nothing none of them die of AIDS, none of them get none of them are addicted to drugs. It's literally just them going through a normal relationship, ups and downs and all that. And that's the thing that like I spoke to me the most. But you know, along with the TV shows, there's always loads of them, like Supernatural. Like, I'm currently working on one called Hour that's on Disney Plus or Prime or something. Okay. Um, but it's all, it's sort of takes the powers. It's sort of annoyingly, it's a week, you know, an episode a week kind of thing. But it's all about, you know, the, oh, God, was it like the changing the power dynamic between like a man and a woman? Okay. So like oh, I think I've heard the trailer for this. I haven't seen the trailer, but I think I heard it on the radio, and it's like empowered women, and then they become like the superior race sort of thing. Is that, is that yeah. am I going on the right path with that? That's yeah, the kind of entirely. gist I got from the audio trailer. Yeah, entirely. It's literally about. It's, I think it's like it starts with teens and these teenage girls. They start developing this new ability to create electricity just yes. out of the fingertips or, or any other kind of thing. But it's it's really interesting. And I, I always try and, if whenever I can, is try and find a natural message within the TV show or the books I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. So so, so, so today's movie, 
just, just right up your street. Yeah, it doesn't no. quite have the, the. It doesn't quite have any message. I don't think it. I think they tried to cover. I'll, I tell you what, we'll, we'll get into oh. it. We'll, we'll get into it and talk about it. Oh my god! Um, yeah, uh, I'm thrilled you're here. Um, I'm shocked that this beat the Stephen King classic Christine to the show. However, Jay, you voted for this as well. Yeah, I well, it, I guess it's karma, really. Solely the fact that <laughs> I thought, oh, that's that sounds hilarious, and then <laughs> lo and behold, I'm on the fucking episode. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> that's what you get for getting involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very that. Uh, today's movie features prostitutes, gigolos, some of the most inappropriate dialogue ever written, and a condom that bites off cocks. Um, again, this is all voted for by you. Um, the movie follows a detective called Luigi. It's a me, it's a Luigi. <laughs> We're not getting out of this alive. Oh, my goodness. As he tries to stop an army of killer contraceptive terrorizing the gay scene in 90s New York. <laughs> Fuck my life. It's Killer Condom from 1996. <laughs> Something horrible is invading New York. Something terrifying. Something you've never seen before. It's the Killer Condom, the rubber that rubs you out. Danger is everywhere. The army of condoms have overrun the city. Only one man is brave enough to take on the crazed condoms. Luigi Macaroni, police detective. He alone must do battle with the army of death, preying upon the citizens of New York City. Played by Udo Samuel, star of the masterpieces of German cinema, Far Away So Close, and Kasper Hauser, Macaroni must save the city and himself from the destructive power of the killer condoms. The conspiracy that he uncovers is so shocking that it could cost him his life. Under the direction of Martin Waltz and boasting the lavish production of Ralph Dietrich and Harold Rachefner, Ralph Koenig's comic book becomes terrifyingly real. Brought to horrifying life by Academy Award winner H.R. Geiger, whose creations thrilled you in Alien and Species. Killer Condom was an official selection of the prestigious Berlin Film Festival and has won accolades from audiences worldwide. In a world where safe sex is deadly, it's the killer condom, the rubber that rubs you out. It's from trauma, of course. Our wonderful listeners who requested this masterpiece scored it a 4 out of 10. Uh, IMDb rocking at 5.3 out of 10. And Amazon slay this with a 2 out of 5. Uh, as always, you get our scores at the end of the episode, so stick around after that. Also, one of my favourite games is making a return to the show, as Mark and Jay are going to play That's Not My Porno. Brilliant. Also, <laughs> it's been updated for 2023 with a new twist, and it's going to be lots of fun and lots of laughs for me and all of the listeners. Excellent. Oh, dear God. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love that game a lot. Um, as this movie is over a decade old, here's your spoiler warning. Spoiler alert. We will be going scene by scene through this movie. We will have your opinions. We will have inappropriate comments along the way. If you've not seen this movie, we 100% will spoil it for you if it's possible to spoil this movie. I don't know if it is. Uh, no, I think the title kind of speaks for itself, really. There isn't yeah. really much more to it, is there? No. Yeah, not really. Um, 
I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um, firstly, <laughs> I had no idea that this was not English, and I spent two days trying to find it without subtitles. Um, I never did. It's a German movie with subtitles. So um, can we get a little bit of context on the history of this film? Like, it's German, but it's set in New York, and they make that very apparent by showing you American flags in literally every scene. Right? Yes, yeah, so literally a group of German filmmakers got on a plane, went to New York, shot this movie, went home again. The end. <laughs> right. It's, okay, so it's yeah. as in-depth as that. <laughs> it's pretty much. Um, also, what shocked me is this movie is an hour and 50 minutes long. I hope all of you are happy that you made yeah. us up for this. I was I so confused by this. You watched it twice. Exactly. <laughs> I messaged you and I was like, dude, have I got the right film? Surely there is no way a film called Killer Condom is two hours long. He's like, yep, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, anyway, we open up in New York where we meet a man and a woman getting in a cab. and They arrive at the Hotel Quickie. Um, now, again, it was set in New York. I was so convinced it was an English language. It's not available. Don't look for it. You cannot get it. Um, the man is clearly older than the girl, um, and he checks them into the hotel. To give you an idea of what this place looks like, he asked the receptionist if there's like if there's condoms, and he's like, oh, yeah, there is. They're on the bedside table. You, they come as part of the package. He also, The guy at reception also <laughs> asked him if he wants a room with a shower and a toilet. Well, that's like an upgrade package. That's an upgrade package. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They get up to their room, uh, and the uh, man—it just—it just goes to hell. Um, So (laughs) they get up to the room, and we find out that the guy is the vice principal of the college, and that the girl goes to, and he's telling her she's failed her exams, um, but he can add the nine points she needs to graduate if she does something for him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's undressing while this conversation is happening. You can hear people shagging in the rooms next door. <laughs> uh, there's an incredibly tasteless poster on the wall of a woman with her tits out. Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on in this room. I could literally describe this room for like twenty minutes, but I'm not going to. Um, she she declines uh, and shouts at him so loud that it blows his hair back like he's been hit with a hairdryer. That was hilarious. I literally laughed out loud. I was like, that is fantastic. I, I was slowly coming on board when that happened. I was like, right, I see what's happening here now. See, at this point, I I mean, I should have guessed from, from the fucking title, but I did not get that it was a comedy. And I was just like, why is this woman like, I mean, I get she was telling him to get off her. And I was like, go on. But I was like, a bit over the top. And it wasn't until a later scene, I was like, this isn't a serious film, is it? <laughs> I think the title gives it away that this is not this a serious is it. film. You would, you would have thought I would have noticed that. Never mind. Uh, he turns around to the girl and he goes, "Like, I'm not going to force you, but if you don't do it, I'll have no tro- no choice but to fail you. Um, she begins to cry and she starts undressing. And I didn't like where this was going. Um, no. He picks up a condom from the dresser um, and he stands on front of it, putting it on. Uh, the sound effects they use for the condom are fucking hilarious. They were like, <laughs> literally like, it's like, oh. it's terrible. <laughs> they do this kind of everything throughout as well. It's like, it's almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. at some point. So where yeah. do they use the sound effects in this film? She looks down at his cock and then gasps. And I was like, oh, is it big? And then we hear a crunching noise as she showered with the thickest, yeah. goopiest blood ever. 
title card hits, this is Killer Condom. I'm sorry. So, where were you guys at this point? Because for me, it was like, I kind of knew this was going to be like satirical, kind of traumary, horror, comedy sort of thing. But this first scene made me so uncomfortable. Like, literally, like, because it, it was almost like it was clearly a false situation. But the fact that she was crying and undressing and he got giddy about it, knowing that it was going to happen. And he was happy to have sex with this woman, even though she was in such distress. Like this, I felt really uncomfortable with this scene early on. I was like, man, is this going to be so dark throughout? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can yeah. sit two hours with this level of uncomfortableness. No, see, at this point, I think I was, I was genuinely in shock to what I'd seen. I was like, this is not what I expected. And I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> I was not on board at all. I was so like, fuck this. What about you, Jen? Well, I, I was, yeah, it was extremely uncomfortable for me to, for me to watch it. And then it was, for me, the, what I found absolutely hilarious about the entire scene, obviously, you know, him trying to force him on, on himself, but it was the fact that he not even explained to her what they were doing there. And she was literally just like sat down going, what's, you know, why are we in this hotel room? And he's already dropped his trousers. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, I'm missing something here. What? <laughs> yeah, the fact that she willingly went into this hotel room yeah. and checked in with him kind of didn't give away the fact of what his intentions were. It was a bit confusing. Yeah, yeah it, entirely. It, it's a bizarre start. Um we head to the New York Police Department where we meet Detective, wait for it, Luigi Macaroni. Brilliant. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> brilliant. Uh, oh, that uh, fucking name. This guy is a bit of a badass. Think like John McClane, but about five foot one and constantly smoking. That's I got Danny sunglasses. I got Danny DeVito through the entire film. Uh, I, I love this character. I think he is the greatest cop to ever grace the screen of cinema. wow okay he is brilliant every single scene just oozes coolness i was like man you are i hated this guy (laughs) oh no i literally hated him oh it was so good so good oh god no yeah i I, i'm with you jay don't worry (laughs) he was brilliant he was absolutely brilliant he arrives at the the police station and he's smoking a cigarette in the police in the lift which has got a big sign, no smoking. And everyone's like, <laughs> and he's like just blowing smoke on people. He gets dragged into the captain's office who shouts at him for not being there when he needed him. And he's like, it was my day off. And the captain's like, I don't care. I need you. It's that really like eighties, like I'm the evil captain. You do what I say. It was just odd. Um, yeah. I mean, one thing we should say is this film basically takes every other film in cinema existence and tries to mash them all together into one storyline. Like, there is so many scenes in this. I mean, especially this opening scene with Detective Chief Inspector Macaroni. He, um, <laughs> he He's clearly... It's basically like an intro to a lethal weapon film. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like, you can tell that they're trying to take that cop procedural sort of style thing intro with this approach. And then yeah. again, later on when we get to it, you, you'll notice a lot of other sort of cinema influences throughout yeah and theft of many many cinema properties including soundtracks that i don't know how they got yeah. away with no yeah i think they must have like turned it down a turn it's just slightly then because if you turn it down like a turn or a key or something like that you can get away with it i think uh, it's um, yeah it's 
It's rough, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll for me, to. though, I found it very satirical. I was like, man, this is like scary movie before scary movie. This is cool. It's like in the National like, Lampoons, but German. No, scary movie was good. Let's be real. <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> um, the captain tells him that there are four dicks downstairs uh, that have been bitten off by the three prostitutes sat outside his office, but they're playing dumb and not confessing. Now, Macaroni says there were four dicks, but where's the fourth girl? And we find out that she was a good girl and not a prostitute. Uh, we get a flash cut to her interrogation and she's sobbing. Um, and she says that the penis came off and ran under the bed. OK, uh, <laughs> Macaroni is given 24 hours to solve the case, oh, which is kind of how long I felt I'd been watching this at this point. For reference, we are seven minutes into this two hour movie. Uh, uh, we get a scene that did have me in hysterics. And this is where I I kind of bought in a little bit. And this is the girl called... Um, the girl's called Phyllis and it's her mum and dad in the detective office demanding to know why they're holding her daughter. The dad goes on to scream that he didn't fly all this way from Oklahoma um, to not be told anything. And he demands to speak to a superior officer. And this is where Macaroni just lays it on the line. He's like, we picked your daughter up in a sleazy hotel in a rough part of town where she'd just finished biting her vi- the vice principal's cock off. Added, <laughs> it's a clear cut case but I'm not going to prosecute. I suggest you take your daughter back to Oklahoma before she picks up any more bad habits in New York. I was like, <laughs> my fucking God. Oh, brilliant. And, and by the way, if anybody is from Oklahoma, can they let me know if people from Oklahoma dress like this? Because I feel like with this film, they basically Googled, obviously probably not because Google were a thing, but it's like they've just typed in, what do people from Oklahoma dress like? Heather or no? No, she's from Texas. <laughs> we're we're in so much trouble. Sorry, Texas Twilight. I was going to say, ignore me that. Like, do not. <laughs> right. Uh, we get a monologue from Macaroni, and we know from the American Psycho episode, Mark's favourite part of any movie exposition oh. is an over overtoned monologue. Yep. Uh, I'm not going through it. Basically, he's from Sicily, and he grew up there, and he loved it. But he moved to New York, which is a cesspool, and he's paid to try and keep it clean. That's that's the yeah. long and short of it. But every time oh, he does it in a monologue, or he does something or says something cool, it plays like the Godfather theme tune. Yes, and it I does. I was like, this is brilliant. It's so funny. Every time it came on, I was in hysterics. I was like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. I just don't know where you guys are with this right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. I don't have any love for this film. I'm not going to lie. Spoiler. <laughs> but... <laughs> This the, that was the one thing that was bugging me the entire, the entire like the constant things to Sicily. He's like, oh, I'm from Sicily. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he, we, he literally says it in a. There's about twelve monologues, and he opens every yeah. monologue with, "I'm from Sicily," or when I was in Sicily. It's like I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It's so good, man. He just like he lights a cigarette. He puts his shades on. He looks longingly into the distance. The Godfather theme tune plays, and then he talks about his homeland. It's fantastic. You think yeah. this is fantastic, but have an issue with the monologues in American Psycho? You're a fucking yeah. Lunatic. But I, I had an issue with this sense. as well. But by the time we've got to like the 60th time he's done it, and within two hours, I was like, yeah, okay, this is hilarious. Um, he heads to the hotel quickie to start his investigation. Um, as we see a drag act sing on the stage, 
Uh, Macaroni asked for the room to key three o- uh, the key to room three o eight, and the hotel owner complains that there's blood everywhere and the cleaning bills. Uh, Macaroni also spots a young man and asks who he is. Uh, the guy in reception introduces him as Billy and says he's a really good earner. Uh, he gives Macaroni, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to call him Luigi. I can't call him Macaroni all the way through the episode. It's doing my head in. It's a Macaroni's Luigi. Macaroni's cooler though. Um, it's it's just really long winded. It's like I'm, I'm announcing pasta names. I can't do it for that, that is whole, the whole point. Though. <laughs> I, 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 they they could have only made it worse if they'd gone one step further and called him Linguini. Why don't we just shorten it and call him Penne instead? No, I'm going to stick with Luigi. <laughs> I would appreciate. I would have actually appreciated him being called Linguini better. I think that's that's more funny than Luigi. Yeah, Macaroni. Luigi Linguini. That would have yeah. actually been better, to be fair. Yeah, entirely. Well, to be fair, anything would have made this movie better. <laughs> so, so, some, some, someone, someone in the editing room with a pair of scissors would have made this a fucking damn sight better. <laughs> or a lighter, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> um he gives Luigi the key and he heads towards the lift and Billy follows him. As he passes the bar area, the drag act comes out and Luigi, rec- Luigi recognises him and refers to him as Bob. And the drag act corrects him straight away and says, my name is now Bobette. Now, I think this could be quite tricky to navigate. So I don't know. Is is Bob Bobette meant to be a drag act or are they someone who is transitioning because i can't work it out what they're meant to be so i yeah i had a bit of, i'm not gonna lie i had a bit of trouble with this as well but from watching it twice i kind of got that it was both like as you can you can get trans women that also do drag right so okay that was kind of what i was going with that it's kind of both yeah, us drag, but she's now. Yeah, now Bobette. now transitioning to Bob. Oh yeah, is Bobette, but he's yeah. looking to yeah to get the money to transition. Okay, yeah. So I kind yeah. of on the same. I I kind of got the impression that the I maybe got lost in the whole storyline with it because she's obviously obsessed with macaroni, which we find out the reasons why later. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously they have the conversation in the corridor, and she's saying like, "I'm trying to be basically trying to say that." You have a factuation with your mother, and I now look exactly like your mother. So I, I just kind of, that. I just got that this was a pursuit of macaroni because she is clearly obsessed with yeah. macaroni. It's yeah, and like she refers to him as Lucci as well, and I'm like, why is he Lucci? That doesn't is tie that the into correct that... pronoun. No. Is that the correct pronoun? She. Do, yeah. Do we say she? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. she. So she was like, oh look, I, I'm trying to. She, they have the conversation in the hallway when he's going into the room with Billy, and she's like, "Oh, look, I look exactly like your mother. I know you have an obsession with your mother. Give me your penis, macaroni." Yeah, and the thing is, this whole conversation happens, and all the time this is happening, Billy's just stood in the background, just being quiet and not saying anything and smiling. It's like, "Why, why are you there, Billy? Why are you even near there?" Yeah, um, it comes to a crashing end when Luigi tells Babette that. She's not a transvestite and she needs to get her act together. Um, she calls him homophobic and a horrible F slur word that I will not repeat on this show. Um, and he threatens to remove her hormones and saying that they'd given her pathetic tits before shoving her against the wall and going to a room. I was like, wow. Wow. Oh, so she is actually transitioning then. Yeah. yeah. Right. OK, I missed that section. 
yeah. Um, when he goes into the room, Billy goes with him. <laughs> I was so confused. And then all of a sudden it come to make sense because Luigi is not there to investigate at all. Luigi is there instead to have sex with a young male hooker. He's there to shag Billy. Um, they both undress. And we see a shadow pass across <laughs> Billy's face. Um, oh. For anyone who's not sure, the shadow is Luigi's penis. Um, oh, my God. Which verifies my theory all this time. Princess Peach was cheating on Mario. <laughs> <laughs> he claims it's 31 centimetres long. No, no, no. Yeah. 30, 32 centimetres long. 32 centimetres long. That's like a forearm. That is yeah. huge. Um, which, for reference, for anyone who works in inches like the, the United States who've not joined us on the metric system, uh, that's 12 and three quarter inches. Yeah. That's ginormous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only just so slightly bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. When, when, you say, when you say just bigger than yours, like eight times bigger than yours. I'm talking like, yeah, maybe two thirds bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for anyone who works in really old, really old measurements, that is a yard. Oh, That's insane. <laughs> he has a yard of cock. Um, I love it when the shadow is like cast up the wall and across Billy's face, and it's yeah. like Godzilla is breaking into Japan. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> this is like the one time I, I literally had to pause it because I was laughing way too much at this. <laughs> it's just so like. I, I don't and you know... guys are saying you hate it. What's not to, what's to hate about it? It's hilarious. I'll, I'll get there, don't worry. Um, they start to get it on, and we get our first look at the killer. Um, I hate to say it, the practical effects on the condom are far too good for the movie. Yeah, I loved it. It was kind of real nostalgic. It was like those really old B-movie, 80s, puppet, latexy effects. Yeah. I don't use latex in the tent because it's a condom. I mean, as in the latex effects that you used to get from the 80s. Yeah. B-movie, like crittery alien type of films. Yeah, we see the condom crawl across the side um, and Macaroni's kind of trying to reach to get it. And Billy says, no, 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 we should use one of my black condoms because they're sexier. Um, With that, the condom hisses and jumps across the room under a piece of furniture and Luigi goes to investigate. It jumps out from underneath the furniture and attacks him, biting his dick. We cut to hospital where we find out that he couldn't bite it off. No fucking shock there. This thing is a foot long. <laughs> uh, um, but it did bite off one of his testicles. I'm going to say something I never thought I would ever say on this show or just in life in general. Uh, we now get a killer condom cock biting montage. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> did, you, did you laugh hilariously when we were, when Luigi wakes up in hospital and he's just there with his shades on and sticking his mouth immediately? No. No. Oh, I was guys, you are missing so I much was... of this film. <laughs> it literally me. cuts to him waking up in hospital and he's got his shades on and the cig in his mouth immediately. I was like, awesome. No. no. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I laughed at in that scene is when one of the people he works with comes in and he's like, it didn't bite my cock off, but it is crooked now. And it took a ball. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but honestly, the, whoever wrote the script for this was taking huge amounts of drugs or huge yeah. amounts of drink. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. I, this is a heavily drug produced movie. And I will stand by that unless someone who made this movie wants to correct me. Um <laughs> 
Back in the station, we discover that 13 cocks and one bull have now been removed by the killer condom. And Luigi's boss refuses to believe there is a killer contraceptive on the loose. Uh, Luigi decides to take, and I'm going to quote him, I'm going to take this psycho down. He's referring now to the condom as a psycho. Um, He returns to the hotel and interrogates the owner who says he buys the condoms from a wholesaler. Luigi also bumps into Bobette and tries saying that he lost the whole thing to stop her trying her advances. Um, She cuddles him. And obviously this thing's like he's hiding a baguette. And instantly she realized she's like, you lie. It's still intact. Um, When he leaves the hotel, we can see he's being watched. Uh, Luigi goes home and Billy is waiting for him. Uh, Billy suggests they date. Billy, I think, is quite infatuated with Luigi. And he's like, I think we should date. And Luigi's like, no, we can have some fun. We can date. But you need to wait till my cock's healed. And I've gone through too much shit for a relationship. This whole bit is kind of not needed. I just didn't. It didn't fit with everything else. I was fully invested in this. I was like, oh, poor Macaroni. He's been through some hard times. He's a broken man. He can't find love. Like, he just needs a break. Him and young Billy should be together. Yeah, I I, I like this little section of dialogue. I like this sort of... Because it was a bit of a backstory into into Macaroni's sort of past, and you could see that he's had troubles and struggles with his relationships, and he was like, oh, I've just... I've had that. I've chased love. I've been hurt. I've been broken. I don't need that anymore. Your take on this movie, I'm starting to think that you've had heartache and troubles, and you, you. Hey, got... we've all got a past, man. We've all got broken problems. Uh, uh, oh uh, Jesus! Um, we cut to a stakeout where Luigi and his boss, or the guy he works with, um, who didn't believe him, have cameras set up in the hotel room. Uh, we get a scene of Bobette being tied up and whipped, and the boss spots that it's it's Bob. It's a guy he knows from work. Um, this is where we find out that Bob was before he was Bobette was a cop. So he was a cop and then transitioned, then become Bobette. Um, Luigi is more concerned by the condom and he's waiting for it to kind of do something. Uh, the boss said enough and kind of leaves the surveillance room. Um, and Luigi wants to basically solve the case and he wants to do it the old fashioned way. He's going to track down the condom. Um, this is where he thinks he sees the condom and he bursts into a room, demanding that Bobette removes the condom um, <laughs> as she does and throws it into the air, Luigi shoots it three times to realise when Bobette's taking taking the condom off, we get them incredible Looney Tunes sound effects. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is so good. Uh, uh, and I watched this with headphones on as well, so you can only imagine how that sounded for me. <laughs> uh, Luigi apologises for interrupts them and tells them to continue and excuses himself. As he does, he hears a scream of terror. He runs down the room, goes into a room and finds someone else being tied up and whipped. He then goes to another room and this is where he finds a woman screaming and a man holding his groin, which is covered in blood. We then see the condom, which is still containing the guy's dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, it runs off down the hall. And it's literally it's a condom with a bit of string tied to it and someone's yanking it down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luigi goes in hot pursuit and takes a couple of shots at it. The condom laughed at him in like a gremlins yeah, <laughs> style. I, I had to pause it. <laughs> I had to pause it and take a break because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> 
Oh, um, man, it's so good. The condom gets away and leaves a severed dick on the floor. One of the, my, the, there was a funny moment in that I literally could not stop laughing. I don't know if you were, so when they all gather around the bit, literally the very open bit of the pool. Yeah. It's like the lobby area, isn't it? Yeah. So they all gather around like that. They're all like, oh, look, it's penis. It's a penis. And this random woman to the right of the screen just comes in. <laughs> sits down and just screams. I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> the most dramatically loud scream and yeah, then like, like... at the end, like, and she puts her hand on her forehead, like, oh. I was, I was, my actual words were like, who the fuck are you? I was so confused. <laughs> I, I skimmed over it because I think at that point I was so in shock at what I'd just said. I was like, I, I just don't care now. I don't care that you're here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't... man. This film, you have to be in the right mood for this film, I think. And given if I'd have watched this on a different day, I might have had a different perspective. But I was kind of, I was ready for something like this the first time I watched it. Yeah, I think I would have needed to have been at least 12 more beers in to have been ready for this. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Back in the police station, the commander's giving Luigi a, a telling off because the news has now hit the papers that the police are looking for a killer condom. The commander says it's over, and Luigi says, can I investigate it on my own? And he's like, no. And he's gone, but I'm, an, I'm from an ancient Sicilian family, and no one, no one, or nothing, bites off Macaroni's jewels and gets away with it. Who? Why, why, who wrote this? I just don't. Doesn't he literally get it out in front of the, his literal boss as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he drops trousers and shows what? it. And do you know what was really funny about this scene as well? It's like you can see it's, it's one of those where like all the office around them slowly start gathering around the windows like a, like a viewing gallery. And you see them increasingly just massing in population around the, around the windows. I was like, oh, so good. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I kind of understand why everyone would huddle round to see that. I mean, this is like the eighth wonder of the world, this penis. Everyone wants to see this. It's <laughs> ginormous. It was like everybody in the room just got a directorial cue. It was like, right, when they're having this engagement, make sure you all crowd around. And then there's just like masses of people just crawling on top of each other to get to the window. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, when Luigi is told no, he storms out of the station and he spots a wanted poster for Billy. And he loses it, saying that it wasn't Billy, it was the killer condom. Um, the room falls silent and no one believes him. And we enter another Luigi monologue. Um, this one, he's toying with the fact that the case is not his problem. And though he does have feelings for Billy, he could live without sex. Um, ugh, Luigi gets naked for no reason whatsoever in the middle of this monologue and gets in the shower. I, I could have gone my entire life without seeing that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we cut to a front door and a pair of feminine hands picking a lock. Uh, once inside, we see these hands pull a huge knife out of the handbag and the Psycho soundtrack plays. Um, we get a rip-off scene from Psycho. I, I actually did chuckle a little bit at this. Yeah, more I, more yeah. for the fact, like, how the fucking hell are you using the actual soundtrack? <laughs> it's a shot-for-shot carbon copy. The only difference is that it's Babette and it's Luigi in the shower. It was like, wow. It's... Yep. <laughs> I, did ap- I did appreciate the Psycho reference in fact, to give it a bit of credit. Yeah. I, I did enjoy really that. Good. <clears throat> really good. Uh, um, 
When Babette is revealed to be the one holding the knife, uh, she's threatening Luigi in an effort to get him to sleep with her. I, I don't think this is the way that you get sex. <laughs> I no, it's never worked for me in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, during this strange encounter, Luigi hears a noise coming from the handbag and asks Babette if she brought condoms. Uh, Babette's quite like, well, yes, I did. There's a big smile. and He's like, you need to move. And then they kind of do this. He's in a towel. She's in full drag holding a knife. And they kind of do this bit where they walk through the room as he shields her. Um, I just don't know what to say here. Um, there's a chase. There's a chase around the apartment as the killer condom leaps from the bag. And Luigi starts taking like pop shots. He runs out of ammo and or while this is all going on, Babette's trying to have a serious, like deep, meaningful conversation while he's taking shots at a killer condom. Uh, and he, he turns around to Babette and goes, uh, the hose to the gas. Uh, can you can you get the get that? I've got an idea. And she hands him the, the hose for the gas and he dangles it between his legs like a cock, using it to bait the killer condom out. When the killer condom attacks, he grips the end of the hose and gets Babette to switch on the gas. Um, it goes back. Excellent writing. <clears throat> what? Excellent writing. Look at the what? tactics. The tactics on play. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Guys, this is very thrilling stuff. Oh, my God. It's really not. <laughs> sorry <laughs> like... now, now, now taking applications for new co-host of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, it goes, the, the condom inflates it goes bang the killer condom is no more uh, we now meant to get we get to meet Wilma uh, I like Wilma so Wilma is the forensic scientist oh. police lady um, she's explaining that it's not actually a condom it's a an experiment gone wrong and she's got it laid out on this really clean, like, prep table. Um, while she's got a cigarette that has ash that's, like, at the limit, it's at, like, the shining level limits of ash. And she's wow. flicking <laughs> ash all over. Very professional. Very incredibly cool. professional. Um, she, she explains it's a cross between a worm, a jellyfish, and a piranha. Um, and they say they need to consult an expert. She likes easier cases. She adds that in. Um she liked the case she'd done recently of the man who died because his 400-pound girlfriend sat on his face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of went, OK, then. And Luigi's wow. response was, OK. And then they leave. Um, <laughs> Luigi and his guy he works with, um, I, I never got his name. I genuinely didn't get the guy's name. Sam. Is it Sam? Yeah. yeah so he, is he like, he's like the the one under the chief, isn't he? Yeah. He's like Luigi's boss, but then he's also got his boss above that, which is like chief of police. Yeah. And this is where things start to take a bit of a turn that I was kind of like, I, I don't know what message you're trying to give. So he's challenging Luigi's sexuality, saying that he's not a real man. He needs to be a real man and go and get a woman. And uh, it was just... Uh, it just wasn't very nice. And the only thing I can say is Luigi, the, his reply is fucking brilliant. And it is quote yeah. of the movie. I don't like women. I like firm male asses, not stinking piss flaps. That's his words, <laughs> not mine. Oh. 
I could have done that that last part, but yeah. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> I, it's not the it's not the most it's not the nicest of lines, but he does make no. his point very clear. It, yeah, entirely. It entirely um, makes his point. Dear God. Uh, cue another Luigi monologue. Um, this time he's saying that he would have been in Sicily. He would have been a butcher. He would have been made to marry a virgin girl. Um, he also questions if he's truly happy in New York. And as the monologue ends, he throws a coin to a homeless man. And we see it go down a drain. As the coin goes down the drain, we get killer condoms. Lots of them crawl out of the drain and venture into the city. I expected to hear the gremlin theme tune when this started. I was like, please, <laughs> please do it. That would be good. Do you, do you want me to do that edit on our story where we release it? Yeah, yes. please do. <laughs> okay. Especially when the attack on the bench. Make sure you add it to that. <laughs> we get a quick attack of a condom on a park bench as it attacks a woman's <laughs> nose. That was coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we cut to a political speech where there's a guy saying, how if he's elected, he'll bring morality back to society. Before we jump cap to Babette putting on some lipstick. Babette is visited backstage by Luigi and he's trying to apologise. Um, I found the love story between these two strangely compelling. Yeah. I was kind of quite invested in... Uh, I kind of wanted them to get together. That's kind of where I wanted this to go. Wait, who did you want to get together? Babette, uh, and... Ba- Babette and Luigi. No, I didn't want them to get together, but it was quite nice to see the relationship between the two of them and the the results that you get at the end. It was interesting to follow along with their arc. And for all this film is, I feel like it was quite justifiable the way that they, they, they fleshed out their arc throughout this film. You know, it made you invested within the characters. I felt very invested within the people of this film. And I don't feel like that was the intention either. No, I I don't think I felt invested in everyone, but I felt invested in this dynamic of these two because there's a lot going on there. Um, I'm sorry. I completely disagree. I I was not invested in Bobette and... Uh, what's his name's character? Luigi's character wasn't invested, and the other one, Billy. I know that we're meant to be rooting for them, was not rooting for them at all. <laughs> I was like, I'm not here for these relationships. Oh, um, I was. <laughs> Lu- Luigi did give the worst gift in the world, though, as he bought Babette a travel iron for I when mean, she. For when she need it when you're going on holiday. Does Babette <laughs> travel a lot? Uh, no, it was for when Babette gets famous and goes on tour. That's why he bought it. Oh, so that's still quite a thoughtful gift, really, if you think about it, it in was... terms of man gifts. Yeah, he was trying to be like, I think if I bought Lisa a travel iron, there's a 50-50 chance I would wear it. I was just going to say, she'd probably hit you with it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, but then if you dove into it and was like, look, I feel like you're going to be a successful star in Hollywood. Make sure you can iron my clothes while you're away. She might buy into it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Luigi comes out from backstage and he spots Billy and he follows him up to a room um, he tells Billy he wants to talk and Billy's like well I'm with a customer at the moment it, wait for me in the bar when we get downstairs Bobette is taking the stage and I'm assuming this is dubbed if not Bobette is a fabulous drag act <laughs> James <laughs> dis- no no, no. It's, um, it's lip syncing I thought it was Lip syncing. Oh, and... I wasn't 100% sure whether it was or wasn't. 
No, she was not singing. <laughs> she definitely wasn't singing. Um, as drag, I think, and this is going to sound shady, but she was good for the, possibly good for the 90s. Not now. Like, no, in terms of quality. Just, yeah, basically. Like, yeah. the wig's kind of completely dry, and it looks like something you'd get out of, like, a Halloween store kind of thing. It just doesn't look good at all. Yeah, that's... you'll be your money back if, if, if you yeah. want to do this. <laughs> Entirely. Yeah. Let's like, try, though. Me, me and Jay spoke about this. Uh, one of the places that me and Lisa go to, when we if we go out in town, we tend to end up in a, a club in town that has always got a drag act, and the drag acts in there are fantastic. They are so, so, so good. So entertaining. Uh, if anyone wants to know where that is, it's in Southampton, drop me a DM and I'll tell you where that bar is because it's brilliant. I'm not giving them free advertising, though. That's not, how, that's not how this show works. Uh, um, the music plays, as Bobette sings, um, Billy and Luigi realise they should be together in this kind of 90s sitcom moment where they have a run and kiss in the lift. Um, unlike a 90s sitcom, what proceeds next was not what I expected. So they have sex so vigorously they break the lift. Um <laughs> violently break the lift uh, when it eventually gets to the ground floor there's a queue to get on the lift billy and luigi exit the lift looking disheveled and they step out to a round of applause but you all yeah. say well done i'm like for what <laughs> <laughs> delaying everybody's damn breaking yeah, right. <laughs> i love yeah. it where that well luigi's just walking out just buttoning up his belt smoking a cig with his glasses on again i'm like dude you're so cool Oh my god, wow. <laughs> I, I, I can honestly say, never ever have I had sex and then sort of walked into another room and to rapturous applause. Yeah, and people, right. Have you ever had well applause done. in any room during sex? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless we count my victory lap round the bed when I come first and I win. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we now see Luigi in the hospital and he's being told by the doctor that they have a pandemic of cock amputations um, as she's struggling to find a room for them all. We get another monologue where Luigi is doubting his ability to solve the case and thinks how lucky he could be. Uh, he hits us with a line, imagine being a guy lonely in New York without a dick. At least I could live with one testicle. <laughs> I don't know what to say. What okay. can I say? Um, we now head off to the Wardoff Historia Hotel. Um, and we meet the politician we saw earlier. Um, he's in a bath smoking a cigar, um, playing with a rubber duck. As a lady in a red dress comes in, I am quite confident that this is a parody and a dig at Bill Clinton, without oh, a shadow of a doubt. Um, so Bill, Bill Clinton famously had a, an affair with Monica Lewinsky, and she was wearing a red dress. And Bill Clinton's apparently done things with a cigar to this lady, and when questioned on it, his only response was, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Uh, okay. uh, she undresses into black lingerie and comes closer. As she does, the Jaws music begins to play. Excellent. We see a killer condom riding a rubber duck like <laughs> sea biscuit through the bubbles. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did like this scene, to be fair. I'll give it. It then dives off the duck, screaming, yippee, <laughs> into the water where it removes the cock. 
Um, we hear this screaming and we cut to the security guards outside who kind of look at each other and give a nod like, yeah, that's our boss. (laughs) 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 The thing that puzzled me about that scene was, so imagine you're you're the woman and you're doing all that and you see this rubber duck floating towards the person you're with and then it starts to move and she literally turns on and says, oh, look at that. Isn't it cute? Yeah. Like, love, the condom's literally going about. How is that cute? Is that not alarming? <laughs> like, not only that, it's fucking front page news that condoms yeah. are biting off people's cocks. And she's like, oh, look at it. Oh, it's so lovely. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, I still think it's the fact they made the decision to give the killer condom a voice. So when it leaps off and it goes yippee, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I died. I literally was bent over double. Uh, uh, killer condoms are now national news. Uh, and the commander is dressed down by a, a group of politicians before giving a press conference. The questions the reporters have are fantastic. They're like, are they lubricated? Do they come in banana flavor? <laughs> How none of them asked if it was ribbed, I do not know. Um, <laughs> They ask what the police are doing to um, to, to solve the case, and it kind of goes nowhere. We cut to the police station where we find the, the whole station basically sat around and they're watching videos of another very stereotypical name of Dr. Boris Smanov, who's yeah. a plastic expert, funnily enough, from Russia. Um, okay. And he's been missing and he works in genetics and contraception. I think that's quite an interesting pairing to specialise in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In the videos, attention is drawn to someone in the background and it said that he's always behind Smirnoff, but they don't know who he is and they think Smirnoff has been kidnapped. When the commander comes back, he shouts at them for watching this and they should be focusing on the case. And he's decided they're going to do an undercover sting into the gay scene because this is where most of the cock decapitations are happening. And he tells Luigi, it's going to be you. And Luigi goes, that's not the best idea. I'm kind of quite well known in the gay scene and everyone knows I'm a cop. Um, so the job falls to his boss. Oh, I did catch his name. It was Sam. It's in my notes now. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wonders, I write my notes as I go and I don't read back through them till we record. Um, the commander tells Luigi to get him dressed up as gay as he can and get him out there. Um <sighs> I, I have several gay friends. Uh, we have a big chunk of, of gay listeners. Um, Jay is a gay man. And I am quietly confident that this is not constitute normal going out attire for the gay scene in the 90s for any gay man ever. Um, don't get me wrong. There are clubs and nights that do do like, essentially it would be like bears night that are usually wear that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the thing that, I sort of like had to pause and roll my eyes a bit was the fact that the guy turns around to Sam and was like, dress as a homosexual. I was like, okay, how does a homosexual dress then? I was just like, please enlighten me. Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of where my head went. And then when they sort of parade him out of the side room and he's in full like, I don't know, it looks like he's come out of like a budget Hellraiser production. That is yeah, not... Got like a, a harness on. <laughs> it is not yeah. what I expected. Um, <laughs> Luigi says to him that, look, 
I know you're going to the gay scene and you don't want to get too many people advancing on you. So what you need to do is put this hanky in this pocket. And that means you don't want sex tonight. We cut to the bar where a large bearded man uh, buys Sam a drink. And Sam turns and tugs the hanky to show he's not up for getting any. The next scene is we get Luigi being punched in the face by Sam as the hanky in the pocket means he likes being pissed on. Um, Luigi thinks this is hilarious um, and then adds, lucky I didn't use the red hanky because that would have meant you're into fist fucking. Yeah. Are these things, is that an actual thing? Yeah. It genuinely is. is. I don't think it's not so much nowadays, I might be wrong, but in the 90s there was like, you can Google it, it's literally a about there's loads of different colours of different things. And if you put it in the right, that means you want it done to you. In the left one, it's like you're the dominant one. Okay. So, oh, man. Mm. This is like Tinder before Tinder. This is amazing. Yeah, it's actually. Wow. I, I, I genuinely didn't know if it was a thing or if no. it was just something they made just for this. No, no, this is, this is very much grounded in reality, this film. I expected this to be right. <laughs> Um, uh, this whole 15 minutes of the movie served no purpose whatsoever that I could tell. They didn't no. advance the case at all. They, there was no plot points in here. It was literally, we want to dress Sam in leather bondage gear. How can we work that into our movie? That's kind of the whole point of this. Um, remember the lady who got bitten on the nose at the bench who I briefly mentioned? Um, she's back in the station. and She's rambling about condoms at the hospital. And Luigi doesn't wait for a further explanation. At the hospital, he's in like the church slash chapel and the doctor comes in. Um, Back at the station, the crazy nose bitten lady recognises the man who's on the wall with Dr. Smirnoff and says she's seen him at the hospital chapel. Brilliantly translated by Billy, who's also just happens to be at the station looking for Luigi. Yeah, because she's not. German or American, depending on how you depict no this film. I'm I assuming have, she's like Romanian of some sort. I have no idea what part of the world anyone in this movie is from. It's such uh, a yeah. mess. I, I got, I don't know, I, I might be wrong, but I thought she was Spanish. She, yeah, like, she possibly could be. She could also be <laughs> any other country of origin. She could <laughs> there is no way of deciphering this because every time she spoke, there was no subtitles to understand what she was saying either. No. No, Very true. So uh, we're just as oblivious as everybody else. We get now a ridiculous amount of connections and pointless dialogue that last a good 20 minutes. Um, and I'm going to skip all of it because it's all fucking irrelevant. Um, and we God. finally get to the closing acts of this movie. Um, so Luigi is chatting with the doctor um, and the crazy lady is in the station saying that she'll return to the hospital. And Sam and the crazy lady have arrived now at the chapel. So they've gone to the chapel to find Luigi in the chapel. Crazy lady shows them a secret passage. Sam and another cop go down the stairs and hear a gunshot, which alerts Luigi to something going on. We meet a man, the man behind Smirnoff, as he drags the crazy lady down the stairs. And this is just as Luigi arrives at the chapel. In the first bit of real slapstick comedy in this, Luigi falls down the stairs, like proper trips, stumbles and tumbles down the stairs. Yeah, we... this was obviously a plot point for him to lose his gun, by the way. I don't know if you picked up on that. He, he, his gun sort of very dramatically falls into the air <laughs> as he tumbles down the stairs. As uh, if to uh, say, look, he's dropped his gun. <laughs> yeah, uh, he finds himself in the secret lab of Dr. Smirnoff, who's being forced to make evil condoms. 
Well, c- kind of forced. Um, I, I don't know. So he, cre- <laughs> this is the depth of this movie. He creates killer condoms as long as he's given red jelly to eat. What and is the red mind, jelly about? I have no idea. What's I mean, the guy just likes about? red jelly. I mean, it's like 19p for a pack of fucking jelly. Why yeah, don't buy one. <laughs> I was laughing at. I was like, so this is like a well-renowned contraception and geneticist. I think that's the right word for it. Like he's yeah. newsworthy how talented this man is. He must be like Nobel Prize worthy. So yeah, he's but, well stacked. He can yeah. afford to buy things. Yeah, but he but works a for jelly. pack of jelly. It, oh no! <laughs> the, the whole reveal was so underwhelming, and this is where we find out the doctor is a religious nut, preparing for the second coming of Jebus, um, trying to be uh, trying to purge evil from the world, saying there's no gay in the Bible or contraception. She will not stand for these pointless ejaculations any longer. Um, I fucking hate this woman, and I hate this narrative oh. she takes so much. It's like, I, I, I'm a straight man, and even I was like, someone kill her now. I don't yeah. know that's the point of the villain, but... Yeah, I was she... going to say, that's the whole point. She's like a James Bond villain. She's like that nutty woman in the mist. Like, you're supposed to dislike her views and her, her take on the world. Yeah, I, I didn't like her at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, she... I was going to say, the thing is with, like, villains, you do sort of, like, I, me personally, I do appreciate them. Like, like, we'll go with the woman in the wit, the mist. I don't go, you know, I'm like, she played it very well, like, fair play to her, you know, whatever. But I, I literally, I so bad. I, I, oh, I hated this woman so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, the thing I hated is it's the, it's the same as when you see any kind of attack on, on the gay community. It's everyone goes for the, well, Jesus said it was wrong. Oh. It's like, yeah, but if oh, Je- if Jesus God. was alive today, Jesus would be in a gay club. Fact. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus hung around with what? Seven, like, how many other men? Yeah. Um, d- d- well, d- he's always he's always topless, and he turned water into wine, not beer. So he was definitely gay. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I, 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 you heard I, it here first, guys. Jesus yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fully with you. He had, he, he lived for like thirty something years, had no children, and spent all of his time with twelve dudes drinking wine. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a party. Sorry. <laughs> um, she also reveals that she has every other character of any importance captured, um, and they're swinging over a pit of killer condoms on what I can only describe as I don't know, like swing sets you had as a kid. Um, we now also get to meet the supersized killer condom made especially for Luigi's 32 centimeter penis. Um, it, they're keeping it in a vivarium and it's got plants and everything. It's like this is like something you'd keep a lizard in. It yeah. looked my, my as soon as I saw it, the first thing I thought was literally predator if he was if they turned predator into a condom. Yeah, <laughs> that was. <laughs> it is, um, but the effects used are pretty impressive. Though it looks quite, quite good considering the rest of the production value of this film. Like it, it's not bad. Uh, I, I can't. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luigi is forced to open his zip- zipper as they open the cage to let the super killer condom out. Man, uh, I but... thought I genuinely thought he was going to sacrifice his ding dong at this point. I thought, no, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. I, I'm not even sure this condom this condom could have taken that down. 
don't think so either. <laughs> uh, uh, Billy arrives, causing a distraction at a shootout, which frees Smirnoff. Uh, Smirnoff attacks the Doctor as she's not provided him with the jelly. That's his reason. Uh, Luigi continues to shoot out the henchman. Uh, the super killer condom jumps to attack, but is batted away. Um, it's batted away by Billy, and it lands on the henchman's face. Um, <laughs> the doctor reappears, holding Billy at gunpoint. Luigi gives a rousing speech. Basically, the gist of it is he's basically saying it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, black, white, trans, doesn't matter what you are. We're all God's creatures. Everyone should be loved equally. Um, and as he's giving this speech, angels appear behind him. <laughs> Brilliant. I felt like I wanted to stand up and give him a round of applause at the end. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, Jay's going to take me down. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is really interesting because me as a gay man, I saw this, I fucking eye-rolled at this. I, I agree with everything he said. He's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter, all of that. But... It didn't, for me, did not fit. And I was just like, this, like, no, no. <laughs> just... I, I, I'm with you. And I, I'll be honest, what comes next kind of just made me go, oh. So the doctor, now realising that everyone should be loved by God, throws herself into the pit of killer condoms. They all live happily after. And Luigi decides he's going to take Billy to Sicily to meet his mother. Credits roll. Thank fuck. Um, Literally. Our roundups for this are going to be fairly interested um <laughs> let, let, let's do three word reviews first three word review very nice uh voices from the mausoleum what's the fuck yes um, <laughs> angel angel watched this on my advice <laughs> I said you need to wow. watch it and let me know your thoughts she she was not impressed Poor angel. Uh, uh, we've got <laughs> eric 82 uh, come catching killer. <laughs> I, I'll appreciate that one. That was quite good. <laughs> We've got uh, Texas Twilight or Wednesday Wine and Horror. Heather, uh, safe sex kills. Uh, we've got I can never pronounce this E deck horror, uh, criminally underrated brilliance. Choices. Um, they're they're a horror author <laughs> and obviously share movie taste with Mark. Uh, and finally, we've got Zombie Girl. <laughs> Um, erotic unicorn sleaze, and they're a horror account. Um, speaking Where, of unicorn, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> speak, <laughs> uh, speaking of erotic unicorn sleaze, uh, let's go for a blast of the past and let's play That's Not My Porno. <sighs> That's <sighs> not <sighs> my <sighs> porno. <sighs> So when we played this game before, or Mark played this game before, I gave Mark a movie title and he had to tell me whether I'd made it up or whether it was a, an actual porno movie. So I've changed it slightly. So I've taken some lines, actual lines of dialogue from movies, real movies, not pornos, and from pornos. And you need to tell me whether it's from a porno movie or from a real movie. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> um, okay. you, twist. You, you can get some extra credit if you could name the movie. Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, um, what's okay. your experience with porn? Are you are you into porn, Jed? Is that... Um, 
Not and no, not really, not particularly. <laughs> well, we might do very badly at this. So, quiz, so some of them are real, some of them are real movies as well, and I've only got five, so I, th- I think we'll be all right. So let's go with the right. first one. Let an old pro show you how it's done. Stay low to the ground. Is that from Ooh. a real movie or is that from a porno? Oh, I mean, in what position would you need to stay low to the ground? <laughs> I'm completely stumped on this one. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there and say that I think this is a real movie yeah I would go with that to be it, honest it is a real movie it's from The Lion King oh, <laughs> oh yeah. of course yes. yeah. that makes <laughs> so much sense it, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, the second one bit me directly on my buttocks that's a movie yeah, like I, think, I think, yeah, don't trust Scott. He'll have done that but one on purpose. That is a movie, and that's from Forrest Gump. I don't know that quote, but yes. No, not um, what I thought it was, but never mind. We've got the next one. Um, I've never felt this good before. The empty place inside me is filling up. I simply can't get enough. Ooh. Oh. My, my gut instinct says, oh no, but... I don't want to go there because <laughs> I could easily be like a red herring. Um, can you say the quote again? Yeah. I'm yeah. taking this very seriously. Um, I've never felt this good before. The empty place inside me is filling up. I simply can't get enough. I feel like that's a real movie. I feel like it's going to be like a kid's movie as well. <laughs> I do. I don't know why. I feel like that's like some sort of <gasps> Pixar thing. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say a real movie. What are you saying, Jeff? I was thinking porno. Okay, uh, it's a real movie, and it's from oh. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Oh, well, I wasn't far off. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, it's Jack Skellington saying about how great he's feeling now. He's found Christmas Land. Oh, I've literally uh, I used to watch that film every fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one, barely even uh. friends, and then someone bends unexpectedly. Sorry, what? Barely even friends, and then someone bends unexpectedly. Real movie. Uh, yeah, real movie. That's it a, is. That's a musical, I think. It, it is. It's from Beauty and the Beast. That's it. <laughs> uh, last one. Uh, unfortunately, this girl is dead. <laughs> I, I hope to God that's a fucking movie. <laughs> I'm going to say porno just because I think that is so wild. Um, I hope to that's smooth. That is from a porno. <laughs> oh my god, wow. It's from a horror porno called The Whores Have Eyes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I got a full house. Hey! <laughs> <You did>. uh, <laughs> uh, facts and fuck ups. So the first time in the show, I searched high and low on every site I could. For facts or fuck-ups, there is not a single interview with any of the cast or any of the directors. There is not a single fact on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. The only fact I can find is this was based on a comic book. Um, so thank you, like for, thank you for okay. being part of our fun-filled packed edition of, um, of fun, Facts and Fuck-Ups. Uh, <laughs> let's quiz Jay. Wait, Master. It might be dangerous. Not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello? 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 Hello
Price is wrong, bitch. The question is, is it horror? Or is it not horror? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I am not Mr. Lebowski. He slimed me. So, it's 15 questions, a 50-50 chance of getting them right. All you need to do is tell us if it's uh, a movie. Oh, sorry, if it's... it's a, let me let me start again. Uh, there's 15 questions, 50-50 chance of getting them right. All you need to do is tell us if the movie quote is from a horror movie or not a horror movie. Um, also, listeners keep picking horror, not horror. And I know they're doing it because they want to be nice to the guests. Which is why whoever appears next on the show, horror not horror, is not an option. Brilliant. They will be getting a different quiz. Um, anyway, extra appreciation if you can guess the movie correctly, uh, but no points if you can't. So don't don't stress about it. Um, Thirteen correct will take you to the top. Uh, if you get one correct, you avoid staying off the bottom because I have zero. Um, would you like Mark to go first or me to go first? I don't mind. I know, but we can't decide because we'll just spend hours debating and deliberating. But, okay, who went last time with um, uh, Mary? Of that. <laughs> uh, oh, no, you went first, Scott. I did, yeah, so your turn. Okay, there you go. Okay. <clears throat> right, question number one. Darling, it's better down where the... W- I'll start that again, do apologise. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Not horror. That's the Little Mermaid. That is correct, and that is also the Little Mermaid. Well done. It is well done. Uh, number two. What can a man do in New York if he's lonely and hasn't got a dick? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Was this is trash that we've watching today, by any chance? <laughs> it is. I'm so horror. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that quote in there. Oh, yeah, I thought there might be one from this <laughs> <clears throat> Question number three. Cameron is so tight, if you suck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you would have a diamond. This is one I've never probably seen. I'm going to go not horror. That is correct. Can you guess what the film was? Definitely not. <laughs> 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 that was first viewer's day off. Oh, I've never seen it. Uh, number four. If I had a dick, this is the part where I'd tell you to suck it. Oh, I think I've seen that. Shit. I'm going to not horror. Oh, unfortunately, it is. That's from Lake Placid. Ah, uh, okay. So those those wonderful, delightful lines come out of the, the beautiful mouth of Betty White. Not <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Question number five. You are on 30 points so far, so let's see if you can turn any higher. <clears throat> I like your outfit too, except when I dress up as a frigid bitch and I try not to look constipated. Oh, I love that film. Uh, not Horace, Legally Blonde. That's correct. Well done. 40 points. <laughs> uh, uh, number six. Uh, it's like a wire inside me getting tighter and tighter. Oh, shit. I'm trying to work out what... Uh, uh, gamble. Horror? It is horror. Um, 
I won't ask you what movie it is. It is Rosemary's no. Baby. Oh, God, no. No, horrific. Never seen that. Horrific. Question number seven. It was always you, Helen. It was always you. Uh, not horror. Fortunately, that was horror. Oh, that was the candy. I say the Candyman every time. It's Candyman. It is. Uh, number eight. There's evil in the wood. Is um, I feel like that's. Isn't that the one? Uh, not that Winnie the Pooh shit that you guys done two weeks ago. I'm not going to tell you. Do you think it's horror or not horror? <laughs> I think that's horror. It is horror. It wasn't from Winnie the Pooh though. It was from The Witch. Oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question number nine. You had me at hello. This is a lot harder than I thought. Happy uh, yeah. Always go with your gut with this quiz. There okay. are people screaming out there. Do you know what? It's funny. I am one of these people that's like, yeah, that's the answer. And now I'm one, I'm like, fuck. It's so much harder, isn't it, when <laughs> it you're actually really playing? <laughs> uh, not horror. That is correct. Well done. Can you tell me what it's from? God, no. It's <laughs> Jeremy Maguire. Oh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yeah. Which is short for Jeremy Maguire. (laughs) Uh, Number 10. I am your father. Okay, well, that's not horror. That's... Don't ask which one, but Star Wars. It is. It's uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. You're flying, so you're on 80 points. Oh, she mean that is okay? Yeah, that's that's good. That's you're, very you're, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're you're sat in third at the moment. A couple more. Oh, decent. Yeah, you're doing well. Yeah. Question number eleven, darling, light of my life, I'm not going to hurt you. All right. That is correct. Can you tell me what movie it's from? No. <laughs> huh. Well, if I said, give me the bat. Oh, The Shining. That's correct. It's The ah. Shining. Uh, number 12. You've got the body, I've got the brain. I'm going to go for not horror. Oh, unfortunately, it is horror. That's from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. The best. Uh, yeah, that, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great carry on <laughs> question number 13 but this is life this isn't a movie is the, hang on is, I think that's horror that's correct can you tell me what movie it's from I want to say scary movie <laughs> Close. It's from Scream. Yeah, but he does say it in Scary Movie as well. Right? He does say it's Scary Movie. I imagine well. they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they didn't say that line in Scary Movie. Yeah. Uh, number fourteen. I'm not going to kiss the camera. I'll kiss you, but I won't kiss the camera. Uh, I would say probably horror. Uh, is horror? Uh, that's from Paranormal Activity. Really? Yeah, right at the beginning where he's filming the family in the the front room. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> last one. Uh, last one. <laughs> if you get this right, you're going to be tied for second. Ooh. Right. Question number 15. Look like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. I love that. I hate that the <laughs> truth. <laughs> uh, I thought it's a horror. Fortunately, not. No, that is. Oh horror. shit! Uh, you, aeroplane. You've done oh, really okay. well. You're at 110 points, and you are firmly in third. Closest person behind you is on 70. Oh wow. So that, that's solid, solid, solid. Um, if you want to support the show, you can leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. You can share something on our social medias, at You Run Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, if you have a bit of spare cash, you can buy something at our shop, yourunpodcast.com. Um, we also now have a show sponsor, uh, and I'm thrilled. The overall tone of this episode, I think they will be thrilled with it too. <laughs> what a great episode to welcome our sponsor welcome to the you run podcast uh we have partnered with dubby energy uh so they're a sugar-free calorie calorie-free energy drink that has no crash and no jitters um i drink a lot of energy drink this stuff is really really nice and that's not me just trying to sell it, it i like it it's nice um you can get 10 percent off with your order if you use code you run 10 at checkout and it's dubby.gg. Um, I've switched brand over to Dubby. Um, support them because they will support us. And the more they support us, the better we can make the show for you. Um, that's all you get for me begging for you to, to spend your money and spend your time. <laughs> um, if you fancy watching Killer Condom, it's available on YouTube. It's the top of the list when you search Killer Condom. It's the one that's an hour and 49 minutes long and in German and subtitled. Definitely worth your time. Actually, don't bother. Last week's guest of the year was 1986. Um, and this week's clues are, Mark? Uh, so last week's was, but my quote was Friday the 13th, part six, which is yeah. Jason Lives, for those of you who managed to get that right. And this week's quote is... Are you as good on in bed as you are on the dance floor? Yes, I am. I'm terrible in both. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jay? Are you a dancer? Oh, definitely. Definitely? you got the moves? Yeah, I'm gay. We have moves. <laughs> well, is that like part of a package deal, is it? Entirely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie this week is The Rescuers, the Disney movie. And the song is Foreigner, Cold as Ice. Banger. Um, Mark, I'm going to let you go first. And then after you said how wonderful this is, me and Jay can tell the truth. So you can round this up. Away you go. Um, I'm going to drink heavily throughout your roundup to stop (laughs) me me speaking. (laughs) No, I'm going to try and keep this as brief as I can, really. Um... First of all, with a title like Killer Condom, I kind of went into this expecting dumpster fire. I wasn't really expecting much from it. But to be honest with you, I I, I kind of resonated with the dark satirical humour that this film had. I was invested in the storyline. Granted, it's a pretty much an A to B basic B-movie style storyline. But 
I really appreciated the incorporation of multiple genres, the way that it incorporates a straight cop line and it incorporates stuff like the creature feature element and the B-movie level practical effects was hilarious to me, along with the absurd dialogue and quite a lot of it i'll be perfectly honest with you is not acceptable by today's standards or quite frankly even appropriate in any time frame but it, it there was just something about this film that i couldn't help but find myself laughing along with it and the thing that the thing which made me appreciate even more was that i found that this was all intentional if you're going to this expecting this to be a film that was meant with good intent, but just went wrong. I don't think you'll get the same level of enjoyment of it out of it that I did. Whereas I just, I felt like everything was deliberate. I felt like the placement of comedic moments and set pieces and, and execution of certain scenes was done to an absurd nature on purpose. And, I kind of appreciated that. And and I might be wrong with my perception of this film, but I kind of just took it for what it was and that it was somebody who had seen a mass amount of trauma films that had tried to get this level of, um, I don't even know what the word is, but tried to get this level of absurdity right but not quite hit the mark. Cause I've seen quite a few trauma films now since our last trauma episode, which was uh, class of Newcomb high and all of them up until this point have never really landed with me, but this one, it just, it kind of felt purposeful and it, it, it took all the aspects of what trauma was trying to achieve and, and kind of worked it into a way that the filmmakers were on the same wavelength as the audience and almost it's like, Hey, look at this. We know this is silly. We know this is purposeful, but you'll get it. And and I did get it. And I, and I thought it was funny. Granted it's very dated and, it, and some of the messages and, and wordplay is, is certainly unacceptable by today's standards, but I I'd be lying to you if I said that I didn't have fun watching this film. Um, yeah, it's, there isn't really the, a lot I can say to, about it. it in it's terms the score. Of, it's the scores what I'm interested in. Yeah, I know. Where, I where, know. Do, where does this live on the March one to five scale? <laughs> oh, I've deliberated this all week since watching this film because, as you all know, I base my score on my own personal enjoyment and not really on what on what the film deserves. I I I rank it based on. Did I have a good time? Did I enjoy watching it? Would I watch it again on those kind of bases? And for me, this is a two-hour film of absurdities that I enjoyed and I probably would watch again willingly. So for that reason, I am going to rank Killer Condom a whopping 3.5 out of 5. Fucking hell! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Huh. Wow, um, speechless. Yeah, I'm kind of stunned. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I think they missed the complete the point completely of what they were trying to achieve. Um, there are some pretty solid practical effects, and I'll, I'll grant it that. The overall production is kind of better than I expected. The dialogue is 
dated so badly. Considering this came out in 96, the dialogue was dated in 96. This is very much almost like something you would expect in the mid 80s. And now, like some of it's just, it's laughable that they even would use the terms and phrases and, and not even like the derogatory terms, but like just the general conversation. You're like, what the fuck are you all talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I genuinely think give this to a modern director and remake this. Give this to a modern director who understands the message this was trying to convey. Give this to Ty West. Give this to Jordan Peele. Give this to someone who could run with it and deliver the message properly. And I think you could make a fairly decent film. You could make something that's quite thought-provoking and impactful. Um, This movie is not thought-provoking or impactful in any way. Um, I felt uncomfortable pretty much from start to finish. Um, That being said, I would not deter any of our listeners from watching this for no other reason, but I want you to suffer exactly the same way I did. Um, I can't score this any higher than a this Don't is a it. this this Don't is a it. this is a two out of ten. Oh, that's, to be fair, that's all right. That's that's higher than I thought. And, and I, I I'm being generous with a two out of ten. I think um, Jay, you can have the final say on this. Put put this mm-hmm. fucking movie to bed. Okay. <laughs> um. So for me, I, I kind of backpacking off some of your comments as well is it's very what's the word it just I felt uncomfortable again start to finish there were some comedy moments but me as a whole watching horror comedies it's very difficult in my opinion to get it right like scary movie for example is a prime example is like brilliant um, so this just completely missed the mark on that. And the acting was trash. Script <laughs> was bad. No, don't go and see it. And But the thing that tops it off, I could have kind of forgiven that and I would have given it a higher score had they not dived into the gay hating right at the end and was like, yeah, it's all to get rid of like, essentially the queer community i was like why go that way like mm. I, I don't know i just didn't get it to me it didn't make sense to do that like if you wanted to i don't know i, was yeah, like, no, I, no. I get what you're saying that like, the killer condoms the killer condoms are they homophobic are they going purely after gay men why are they not going after st- i i didn't yeah. get that i it, I, it, I didn't get it and the i woman didn't get that message though to be honest with you because i kind of felt like it was sort of focusing on general sort of um <clears throat> sort of unreligious if it's not in the bible it was people who were misleading young women and people who were just generally not following the code of living a normal religious christian lifestyle i didn't mm. necessarily go quite straight in for the the gay hating overall that wasn't the main focus i think of the overall point at the end of the film nor did i pick up on that being the the main focus of the end credits. I, I, I might have missed that. I mean, I'm a straight man. I'm not a minority. It wasn't something that I purposefully picked up yeah. on. I mean, I know that the central focus of the two lead characters were homosexual men, but 
the overall ending of the film didn't necessarily, to me, focus upon that aspect. It was more a case of every sort of angle of something that isn't straight-laced Christian follow the Bible rules. You know, it, it didn't it didn't strike me as that was its intention. I know that, yeah. as I say, the central characters were homosexual men and that the storyline revolved around, revolved around them, but the actual ending itself didn't seem to focus too heavily on that side of things as far as I was concerned. I, I might I think, have missed it. I think for me, it was the line, and I'm sure people, if there's any gay listeners, they can agree with me, but it was the line that she said, a man shall not lie with man that completely triggered me. And that was like, when I was like, yeah, I'm fucking, I literally had to pause and calm myself. Cause you paused and messaged me. Yeah. And you went, what the fuck is this woman saying? <laughs> literally. <laughs> it, it, it was so frustrating. Cause you know, you do get that nowadays. You get loads of shit happening still with the queer community, not just in England, but all over the world. And then unfortunately you do get, overly religious people like her mm. saying shit like this and for me that was why maybe I focused a little bit too much on that and I when I re-watched it just now before we started recording I did pick up on the other bits and pieces I think maybe I was yeah. sort of jumping more triggered yeah 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 I, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But like I say, it was more just a case of my perception of it didn't seem too heavily focused upon that but again it wasn't something that necessarily triggered my overall mm. yeah, perception the, of the film. So for me, I had a kind of different take on the ending by the time yeah. it rolled around. Uh, and the religious, what should we call them? Uh, it's the U-Run podcast. The religious head cases, of which there are many. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go with nut cases, but yeah, head cases. Yeah, yeah, I was just <laughs> of, of which there are many. They go down the, the bash in the, the gay community with, man will not lay with man and, and shit like that but they also do it to the horror community as well so I, yeah. I've had I, I I received a three month TikTok ban after an encounter with a, a religious account who posted a video saying that Hocus Pocus 2 would let demons into your home um, so I stitched that video um, and used video clips of some other movies that are probably more likely to bring demons into your home and didn't go down very well when I stitched in clips of the sadness and the exorcist and things like that on the end of that <laughs> video. Um, and I got literally the, the entire religious headcase community all come together and unifyingly complained about me and got me banned. So they are genuinely... Uh, I don't care if people are religious. I'm not. I, I'm in a good place to stand on religion because I was raised Catholic. I can kind of say what I like, and I will. There are elements of the church in all religions that are borderline fanatical. They are cults, and they need to go away. Yeah, entirely. I think religion in general just needs to be abolished. No offence to anybody who is religious, but it's clearly something that was used as a a law-abiding trigger point for people back in yonder days yeah. to make everybody mm. fall in line. But let's be honest, that's not really necessary these days. So those people who waste their lives following religious statuses is just absurd to me. It blows my mind that people still live a lifestyle based upon a book that was written by somebody to control the masses. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's and, my take on religion, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now we've lost a good tenth of our listeners. <laughs> Sorry, uh, go- goodbye, goodbye, religious headcases. We didn't need you anyway. <laughs> um, Jay, what's your score for this? Uh, so, not very high. Two out of ten. Again, it's not bad. I know I like this a lot more than you guys, but I like trash. So for really? me, when I went into this, this is a lot better than the majority of the films I watch on a regular basis. <laughs> so oh, wow. I, had, <laughs> I, I didn't have a high level of expectations going in, so it I, kind I, of surpassed I, what I was expecting from it for me. I worry for you. I do. Yeah, I worry for myself. Um, <laughs> next week, to make up for missing a Stephen, classic, Stephen King classic this week, the listener has actually made up for it and they voted in a movie that is also troublesome for me and Mark um, as we cover a woman's menstrual, menstrual cycle and how this can make them homicidal because um, we're going to cover Carrie. Yes. Um, Jay, I want to say a huge thank you for helping us with this episode and giving uh, a different take on it because mine and Mark's take on this is so fucking ill-informed. Uh, my, my knowledge of the gay community so it comes from what i know from gay friends that i have who talk yeah. to me it's very very limited mm. I, I know this movie is incredibly offensive and incredibly not accurate but yeah. it it was nice to have someone who could actually stand here with me and go no scott is right this movie is fucking trash <laughs> I was kind of hoping you were going to go the other way with it. I'll be honest, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Um, no. (laughs) That's not happening. Uh, Make sure you go and follow Jay. It's at Lumberjay Reviews on Instagram. Um, Thank you all for listening and for picking the movies, even when you pick fucking howlers like today. Um, (laughs) As I said, we're back. We're doing Carrie next week. Um, Me and Mark are going to get in so much hot water (laughs) with that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It might be yeah. our last episode. Another <laughs> another subject we're well informed on the women's menstrual cycle and what that has effect that has on a woman's behaviour. Yes, wow. yes. That's I have vast knowledge of this subject, so prepare <laughs> to be informed next week as I break down the cycle of life. <laughs> uh, but until then, uh, have a lovely week, and we will catch you all next time. <laughs> Before you forget, you want to die tonight? The cheaper, nastier, the better for me. Would you have stayed after this? Sorry, man, I was completely off guard there. He's in his coffin. He's the undead. This was the best day of the film. This is not the last time someone's going to steal your man. Yeah, Mark's not a nice guy. He didn't notice this scene. It looks like he's got an extra leg. Yeah, I've got nothing. I've literally got nothing here. Surely that would be worse. More listeners we have, the worse that's going to be. Yeah, but I would just get a new phone. Oh, I tell a lie, actually. Yeah, because we used to have um, Teletext. Art the Clown makes Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees look like pussies. I can only assume that this was due to budgetary reasons and they couldn't afford enough extras. Are you going to have Buster Rhymes in your list of characters? Mate, I can't believe you don't know Idle Hands. I'm going to ram my foot down his fucking throat. It was awesome. It fucking wasn't (laughs) awesome.